What is up everybody, Dane and the Fireman here. We're gonna be doing something slightly different for the after the ride on Fridays. So the goal is to have two podcasts go out. One of them is gonna be a conversation with somebody within the industry. And then sometimes even not even in the industry, just something that they can bring to motorcycling that I feel is is important. And you typically get that out of people when you have a conversation. And then Fridays, uh, what I want to do is reflect on that week and reflect on what happened and how uh, I can utilize that information. Maybe I'm able to digest it a little bit better than some people, or maybe I grabbed something that was different than some others, and now I just get to say my opinion. Um, it's also going to be more of an update type thing. Now, I'm not going to say this every Friday, so thank you for sticking through that beginning part. So. Uh, earlier this week, I had a conversation with Scott. He's a motorcycle mechanic, a tech. Uh, I don't even know the proper terms for it, so I'm super sorry if I sound uh, disrespectful, I guess, when it comes to the title. But a uh, very knowledgeable guy. Very, very knowledgeable guy. I learned quite a bit about motorcycle mechanics. And it's not necessarily, you know, what's a carb and all that different stuff. I don't have a carb on my bike. I have a fuel injection. I have all these different things. But what I'm able to, to understand from some of these conversations is that, you know, there's these minute details of why. And that's one of the biggest things I try to take out of conversations with people is that why are they saying these things? Why are we focused on this? Uh, why did they go down this path versus my path? Or even just, you know, why did they go down that path? It doesn't have to be the same path as me. And I start to figure out their experiences and how they go into it. And a lot of it was stemming from the fact that he just knew how to work on bikes because he had a bike and he had buddies that needed to bring bikes over. So he learned how to ride and 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 work on the bikes. And then he uh, went through schooling and he, now he's doing what he's doing. But that that that's just a, a timeline. You know, why did he do that? You know, you can go and do anything you want. You can absolutely go do anything you want. Why is this the choice? Well, he really, and I'm thinking in my own opinion, is that he really uh, wanted to make sure his buddies were safe. And I think that's one of the biggest things is like, you know, you can, at the end of the day, if you don't know how to work on your bike um, and you don't have the income to take it somewhere, hopefully you know somebody that can work on the bike and, and make it work. You know, there's a, more so on the lower income type stuff here is that, we try to get a motorcycle for relatively cheap, you know, a used bike or something because you have to get to work. Um, cars are expensive. And it's like, you know what, if it's just me going to work and I just need to go there and come back, maybe get some groceries for myself. Maybe you're just a single person or maybe you have family, but it's like I got to get there and back. But then if something happens to that bike, like your chain is rusted or, you know, it starts making this weird noise, it doesn't feel as good. The brakes are a little bit spongy. You know, you typically take it to somebody. And you typically take it to somebody. And I, f I feel like Scott was, and, and once again, I'm just, I'm my own opinion. I don't know if this is the truth, uh, his truth, but it, it really did hit me this way. And his, his thing is, you know, these people brought their bikes to me and maybe they don't have the income to take it to somebody, you know, a, a shop that charges a lot more money, but they obviously have more, you know, checks and balances and stuff, which he talks about later on, but why he got into it. And I feel that he got into it to help others with his knowledge, to take care of people with his knowledge of what he could offer his service to others in his way. And 
it just grew from there. Cause I think in order for something like that to grow, I mean, you could do something nice for somebody. You can, you can show somebody something you can, you can do something for somebody they, they couldn't do for themselves. And there is going to be that appreciation. But then when you're so good at that, when you fill in an area where not a lot of people could do it, it really does bring a demand for it. Now, what you do with that and why you continue to do that, it really depends on your own personality. I mean, you can fill that demand and then charge a lot of money or take stuff, you know, back. And that's one way of doing it. That's capitalism. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's another way of doing it is to offer it for free or for barter or discounts. But the main thing is you're doing, you're feeling that demand because you understand somebody needs it. And I think that's where he was coming from. I think he was uh, filling that demand because they absolutely needed that. It was a lifesaver. It was an emergency for them, not for him because of his expertise. And he was able to solve a problem that they could not solve the problem or that solve that problem themselves with or without income. They just couldn't do it or, or they just like him, you know, or they could trust him. And that's what really resonated with me. And that kind of goes back to where I come from in the fire service and EMS service is that I'm solving somebody's emergency. Like literally they're calling 911 for an emergency. I'm, I'm solving somebody's emergency. And it made me feel good. And I did it and they didn't pay me, you know, specifically. They didn't give me a hundred bucks or whatever it was for the call. I got paid by taxpayers and, and stuff because, you know, we we want to take care of other people, um, you know, as humans. You know, we, we want to pay taxes so that we know that our tax money is going towards the fire department, which will help other people. That's what I was getting at. But I feel that. I felt that. And I live it, and that's based on my principles of why I do what I do now. I I focus on trying to fill something that people are demanding or need, but I'm not doing it to make an exorbitant amount of money or fame or any of that stuff. I do it because I genuinely enjoy seeing the comments and and how people – like say that my voice was in their head and they saw a car come out and they were able to move out of the way and be safe. That to me brings so much joy, so much joy. And I truly enjoy that. And and I feel that's where he was coming from. And now this is where our paths really diverge. Um, he is focused on his expertise. I'm focused on trying to find my expertise, to be quite honest. But he still comes from that serving others, uh, helping others, keeping people safe in this path. His mechanical, I'm going to take care of the bike so that you know that when you go from point A to point B, the bike is not going to be the problem. You're going to be safe if you you know, uh, do what you need to do to ride appropriately, but your bike will not be the problem. And that's huge. That takes a huge burden off a lot of people. And then I'm over here where this is where, like I said, the paths diverge. I'm over here saying, let me take care of you as a human. Let me take care of you as the rider to give you the skills to ride this machine, whether whatever machine it is. I hope you take care of it, but I want to take care of you. I want to push you to be better. And he's pushing the bike to be better. He's making it safer. He's doing that. So it's this perfect combination. 
it really is this perfect combination. And I, when I think of that, and when I think of this perfect combination of rider and machine, well-kept machine is a safe machine, a well-kept rider, a well-trained rider is a safe rider. We need to combine those. And that's what I've been struggling with this whole week, trying to figure out what to say, what to do, how to do it. You know, what is it that I'm struggling with? What is it that I'm missing? And I've put so much bank and so much thought process into the human, the rider, safety, safety, safety. And maybe I'm not putting enough into the mechanics of it. Maybe I'm not doing enough when it comes to the actual bike itself, because that is a huge thing. That is a huge thing. He sent me a picture because we talked about it on the podcast about he had his a uh, uh, a clutch lever is fraying. The the cable is fraying. He sent me the picture and it was only holding on by one. And he's like, I chose to fix it when I first saw that it only had three strands. Like, oh crap, this is going to snap on me at any moment. I got to fix it. And right when he was about to fix it, he tried to take care of it right away. Right when he fixed it, it only had one strand left. Imagine having your clutch uh, cable snap going 60 miles an hour. I mean, it's just going to, it's it's pretty much going to lock up on you. It, it, you're going to have danger. You have massive amounts of danger, and then you're going to have a lot of problems. So I feel like I can focus a little bit more on that. That's what I learned from this is how it it, it means so much to me when it comes to that. So the the main thing that I want you guys to really take away is focus on you as a rider, you as a person, because a lot of times it's human error for a crash. But don't neglect uh, the maintenance because you do want to do this for a long time and you want to have as much as you possibly can uh, out of that machine. You want to take you want to use it as much as you possibly can. And the only way you can do that is if you maintain it, you take care of it. Uh, if you don't take care of it, don't maintain it. You, even if there is no crashing, you're going to start replacing parts. You're going to start doing this. And that's money that's taken away from your training. That's money taken away from buying proper gear. That's money taken away from your family. So you definitely want to take care of that. I just wanted to share a, a brief uh, summary of what I think was very important. So if you guys want to uh, go back to that podcast, please do so. These podcasts are on Spotify and iTunes, but also on YouTube. There's also highlights on my second channel after the ride highlights. And you can definitely pick apart a few of those things. I really like the fact that he talked about tire pressures and battery maintenance is really big, very important. So make sure you guys check that out. But with that said, I hope you guys ride safe, be safe, and then stay tuned for Monday for the next video. See ya.